Welcome to the Sales Made Simple podcast. It's for women just like you who want to make more money and grow a business that allows you to create an awesome life for you and your family. Money won't buy happiness, but it sure does help. I've spent 15 years working in sales and I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. So each week I'll break down all the strategies that you need so that you can attract your ideal client with ease, be booked out with paying clients and make consistent sales each month without a hint of sleaze, desperation or being the slightest bit pushy. Sales really is simple when you know how and I promise you, if you implement what I teach each week, you'll end up loving sales. So let's dive straight in, let's overcome your fears and let's learn just how simple selling really is. Hello again, I hope you've got a brew because this is going to be a right juicy session. We're talking about imposter syndrome. Now, I don't know about you, but I have suffered with imposter syndrome my entire career and it has held me back so bloody much. Now, thankfully, I've got to a stage now where I can really manage that imposter syndrome so it doesn't stop me in my life and in my business. So I want to give you as much information as I possibly can in this episode of how to manage your unhelpful beliefs and that bloody story that you tell yourself that makes you hold yourself back. Now, there's some juicy stuff in this episode, so you're going to want to go away and get a notepad because there's things to write down, things that when I say changed my life, I don't just mean made a slight difference. I am talking about completely changing my entire life. And there'll be things that you can take away that are going to massively help you particularly when it comes to your business, not only when it comes to your business, this is going to really impact your entire life. Um, But if you're somebody who hides away a little bit in your business and is not visible and doesn't push themselves and operates too much in their comfort zone and, you know, isn't doing Facebook lives and isn't going and speaking at events and isn't pushing themselves forward and isn't talking about their offers, then this episode is is tailor-made for you. You're going to love this episode. So this year, my business is 10 years old. I can't believe that I've I've reached this 10-year milestone. But actually, when I look back to the start of my business, my business has evolved and changed so much over those 10 years. It is unrecognizable from day one. And I kind of envy um, people when when I look at their business, when they've kind of always done the same thing all the time because my business is, like I say, is is transformed. I mean, I started off, I started off doing recruitment. That's what I was doing. So that's what I'd done previous. And the reason I did recruitment wasn't because I wanted to do recruitment. I wanted my own business, but I didn't know what else to do. Recruitment is what I'd always done. I'd always worked in sales, recruitment, placing people. It's what I knew. And I knew I didn't want to work for somebody anymore because I just hated working for somebody. I hated somebody telling me like how many days a year I could have off and what time I had to be in. And not because I'm some spoiled brat, but I just wanted some freedom over my own time. And at this stage, I didn't have kids and I knew I was going to have kids. And I knew working, you know, eight till seven core hours had to be in those times. If I had kids, I was never going to bloody see them. So I knew that I had to do something different. Recruitment was all I knew. The hours were ridiculous in recruitment. So I thought, well, if I work for myself, I can manage my own hours. Now, when I first started my business, I loved it because I was working my own hours and I was doing quite well. I was making, you know, a fair bit of money. Um, But I realise now what I should have done in hindsight, hindsight's a great thing, but what I should have done is is started my business and done 
what I absolutely loved. And that was coaching. But I didn't do that because I doubted myself because I had massive off the scale, uncontrollable imposter syndrome. So it didn't even enter my head that I could have done something different. I was like, well, recruitment's all I know. That's what I'll have to do. And it got to a point, I remember it vividly. I was sat in my spare bedroom because that's where my office was at the time. The kids have taken over now. It's it's their bedroom. I've been relegated to the kitchen table, but that's, that's another podcast episode. Um, so I was in my spare bedroom and I just put my head on my desk. And I just thought, I, I don't want to send another CV. I, I don't want to talk to anybody about the CV anymore. I'd done it for so long. And I just thought, the enjoyment has gone. The fire has gone. The only thing that was keeping me in it was the money because the money was good. But I got to a stage where I was like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care about the money anymore. I'll just go get a job in Starbucks. And at least I'll be able to talk to people. And, you know, I will, all I'll have to worry about is do they want a coffee or a tea or a hot chocolate or whatever. And I thought, I felt trapped. I felt so trapped because I thought, what else can I do? I can't do anything else. Now, I was telling myself, I'd been telling myself that story for, God, about 10 years. And I believed that story. I believed that with all of my heart that I can't do anything else. And I was talking to my partner about it. I was like, I want to quit. And he was going, yeah, but you make such good money and you should just stick at it. And, you know, does anybody really love the job? And I thought, that can't be true. It cannot be true that nobody loves their job. I can't, you know, the thought of doing that for another 30, 40, 50 years, I just thought, oh God, I, I, I can't, I just can't. So I decided to go and see a coach. I went to see a career coach and she said to me, what, you know, what do you want to do? I was like, yeah, but what can I do? She's like, no, don't worry about what you can do. What, what do you want to do? And I said, well, what I'd like to do is what you're doing. She was ex-recruitment, so she knew exactly the stresses that I'd been under. She said, well, why don't you? I was like, oh God, I laughed. I laughed in her face. I was like, what? Be, be a coach I can't and then she was like all right well tell me all the reasons why you can't I listed off all these reasons like well I'd have to start at the bottom of the ladder again and what do I know and I'm no good as a coach and all I know is recruitment and I, I need to earn this much money and I have to take a massive drop in salary and I'd have to retrain and that's going to take me years and she's like oh okay well you know let's let's just look at all these lies that you're telling yourself and I was like what do you mean lies and then when I looked, I was like, well, actually, this is this is totally rubbish. I've been coaching as a, as a recruiter. I've been coaching people for bloody years. I've been coaching people how to manage talent, how to do interviews, how to manage candidates on how to get through the interviews, how to get over their nerves. I was like, oh, my God, I know so much stuff. And she's like, I know. So this imposter syndrome, it wasn't just stopping me doing something. It was actually clouding how I thought. It was totally changing like how I thought, what I thought was possible. I physically couldn't see it on my own that I could actually go and do something else. So I switched my business. I literally shut the doors on my recruitment business and I started to become a career coach. Now for the first few years on my own as a coach, I massively struggled, massively struggled because I'd not really gotten over this imposter syndrome. I'd, I'd, Someone had give me a light bulb moment and I'd realised that, oh my God, yeah, I could do something else. But I was still racked with this imposter syndrome. 
So I still thought, well, yeah, but I can't run a business. And even though I'd, I'd run a, recruit, a successful recruitment business on my own, because this was different and this was outside my comfort zone, I was like, yeah, but I can't run a coaching business. I can do a recruitment business because I brainwashed myself for years that that's all I knew. But a, a coaching business, that was completely different. So I really struggled, massively struggled to get clients, to build my business. Like a few clients trickled in here and there. But looking back, I realize now that this imposter syndrome stopped me from going out and promoting my business. So at that time, I didn't do things like podcasts or live videos or, you know, doing any kind of speaking or being a guest ex expert in somebody's group. I didn't do any of that because deep down I was thinking, yeah, but who am I to bloody talk like this? Who am I to go and run a coaching business? So I thought what I'll do is I'll just kind of hide away a little bit, hope that clients find me because I've put a couple of bits on LinkedIn. So ooh, maybe they'll find me that way. Of course, you know, not many did. So then in my spare time, I started to learn about mindset. I thought I've got to get over this imposter syndrome. I've got to get over this, these beliefs that are stopping me because deep down, and it still upsets me a little bit to say this, but deep down, I didn't value myself. I didn't believe that I was worthy enough to go and do something else. I didn't believe that my skills and my knowledge and how I approach things, I didn't believe that anybody would pay me for that. I didn't believe anybody would be interested, never mind paying me for it. So I started to learn all about like mindset and how you change your beliefs and how you get rid of this imposter syndrome, how you get rid of all of this fear. And I discovered a book called The Chimp Paradox. Now, if you've never read this book, I strongly urge you to rush out now or get yourself on Amazon and buy this book. It's, it's by a guy called Steve Peters. Now, he's a, a, a professor, um, a neuroscientist, and he's bloody brilliant. I credit him for changing my entire life, not just my like how happy I was or, you know, how, um, how I did in my business, but everything relationships, how much self-worth I've got, absolutely everything. I cannot speak more highly of this book. If there is one book that changed my life, that is it. So I read this book, I was on holiday and, um, I picked this book up and I'd, I'd finished my books that I took and this book, my partner had taken. I was like, oh, what's this? This chimp paradox. It's like, oh, I've been, I've been advised to read it at work. And he had no interest in reading this book. So I thought, well, I'll have a look. I could not put this book down because it was the, it was light bulb after light bulb after light bulb moment of why I'd got this imposter syndrome. And I realized that a lot of it had stemmed from school and being a kid and things that I'd heard and things that I'd been told and experiences that I had. And one thing that really stuck in my mind was that I still remember it now. My dad used to say, uh, if I ever used to struggle at school or whatever, he'd, he was trying to motivate me and he'd say, Ellen, you're a walker. My surname's Walker. Ellen, you're a walker. We have to work harder than everybody else. Life's not handed to us on a plate. We have to work a lot harder. Now, we said this more than once. Now, I'm not, it's not a blame game. You know, he had good intentions. He was trying to motivate me to go, do you know what? You just have to work at it. Everybody struggles. You know, we're no different. That's what his message was. But I must have been, I don't know, six, seven, eight, something like that. Now, as children, and this is all in the book about how your mind works and how you interpretate stuff being a kid. And I realized that actually I'd taken that message, 
But because of a load of other stuff that was going on and because I didn't feel awesome about myself and I was getting bullied a little bit at school and, you know, I wanted the cool gang and, you know, whatever. Um, I'd interpreted that as I'm not good enough. I'm a walker. I'm different to everybody else. Everybody else is better than me, but I'm not as intelligent. I'm not as funny. I'm not smart enough. I'm not as good looking enough. All of those things. And because I kept hearing this message and then other things that happened kind of reinforced this message. Like another, th- another example that I vividly remember was my dad, bless him again. It's not all my dad's fault. It's just that those are things I can remember. He, my dad's a, a maths wizard. He's brilliant at maths. Maths is not my strong point. And my dad just wanted me to be as good at maths as, as he is. And I remember at school, it's only in, like junior school. And um, I don't think we got any homework at this time. So my dad went into parents' evening and the teacher was like, oh yeah, you know, she's a little bit behind with maths, blah, blah, blah. A lot of it was confidence, by the way. Um, So my dad said, right, why don't you give her a bit of extra homework and I'll help her at home and she can get up to speed with the maths. So it was all coming from a good place. So the next day, again, the teacher coming from a good place, it was almost like an off-the-cuff comment, like she'd forgotten. It was the end of the day. She said, oh, Helen Walker, before you go, don't forget to take this textbook. So she held this textbook up. I can remember I can remember it vividly. Like, I can remember the temperature. I can remember the sun shining through the window. I remember what I was wearing. I remember what she was wearing. I remember the class. They all looked at me like, why is Helen Walker getting a textbook? And she said, um, you need to do some extra maths homework. Your dad's requested extra maths homework. So can you remember to take this book home with you? Now, she wasn't being awful. She wasn't trying to make me feel like crap, but my God, did I feel like crap because already I've got in my head, I'm a walker. I need to do things differently. She's now holding this textbook up and telling me this is, this is further proof that I'm an idiot because no one else in the class is getting one to make it worse. Everybody's looking at me. Thomas Driffield, the a-hole, turns around and laughs at me, right? So further exacerbating this idea that I am stupid. Now I've got kids laughing at me, telling me I'm stupid. Now all of that goes in your memory. And, And this book, The Chimp Paradox, it's bloody brilliant, by the way, you've got to buy it. It, it, it divides your, your brain up into three parts. Now, of course, it's a lot more complicated than this, but he, he describes it in a way so that, like, you know, you and me can understand it. And he talks about having this computer. Now, your computer is basically where all your memories and your events and everything that happens to you kind of gets stored. Beliefs about yourself and your values and like your, your truths of life, he calls them. So all of this stuff that you learn over time, because this computer's blank when you're brought born, Over time, all of these messages that you get subconsciously that just kind of drip fed to you all go in your computer. So this belief that I'm not as good as everybody else, it's got hardwired into that computer. So that when I started to, when I did my own business, I didn't realize, but this belief is always there, just underlying in the background that you're a walker, you're not as good as everybody else. Remember that time when your teacher said, in front of everyone, you're not as good. You've got to do extra mass homework. All of that then facilitates and is behind all of my thinking. So every time I think, oh, I'll do a Facebook Live, I had this thought of, yeah, but I'm not as good as everybody else. And what if I do do it? And everybody laughs at me like Thomas Driffield, the a-hole. So I go, so my thing, you know, I've got this in my, my thoughts. So I go, oh, no, I don't, oh, don't want to do that. Then it brings this other part of your mind, which he calls the chimp, which is basically 
like your survival system. It's this bit that bit of your mind that comes into action. Like the f- the first thing that comes into action is this chimp. So your chimp is 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 there to protect you. So it don't want you getting embarrassed, or it don't want you making a fool of yourself. It don't want you. Its job is to keep you alive. But keeping you alive in his mind is keeping you away from any you know bus that could run you over, like any physical threat to your survival. But also like embarrassment, because the chimp doesn't doesn't realise that getting run over and being embarrassed are not the same level of threat. But your chimp just goes, well, I, I've got no time to think about this. I just need to give you a instant solution so that if you are going to get run over by a bus, you move quickly without thinking. It's instinct so you don't get run over. It does the same with my version when I think about doing a Facebook Live. Oh, no, don't do it. You're going to die. That's what my chimp thinks. So then I get all these really unhelpful feelings that, oh, my God, I'm not going to do it because I'm going to look an idiot. And then I convince myself that actually, yeah, I'm not really ready. What I need to do is I'll I'll strategize. I'll I'll map out something. I'll do a brainstorm. Then I'll be ready. Procrastination. That's what it does. It makes you procrastinate. Now it's not all bad. If you read the book, you'll you'll, you'll realize why. But I had no idea that all these beliefs, and there's a million and one other beliefs. I've just given you a few examples there. There's a million and one other beliefs that are stored in this computer that were impacting me. Now, because I got into mindset so much, I moved my business just to focus on mindset and confidence because I felt like a little bit of a disciple to old um, Steve Peters. I thought, God, I've got to spread this message. I've got to tell everybody because I was talking to people and I would say, have you read this book, The Chimp Paradox? And say, I've never even heard of it. And I'd be like, right, let me tell you. So I did develop courses. I did one-to-one coaching on it. And if truth be told, as I was teaching my clients this, my own mindset was getting stronger. I was getting rid of my imposter syndrome. I was learning to manage all of these fears so much more, which led me then to do what I'm doing now, because this is what I really wanted to do. This is what I've really wanted to do all of my life. So when I first set up my recruitment business, what I really wanted to do was what I'm doing now, helping people with sales, because I'd worked in sales all my life up to, up to then. I started when I was 15 on a market stall selling bloody fruit and veg. Like selling was in my blood. My dad's a salesman. He's got his own business. It's all I've ever known, but my imposter syndrome stopped me. So it made me play so small because yeah, giving up my job in recruitment, setting my own business up and doing something which was a little bit left field of, I'm going to teach you how to sell that was just too much for my mind to bear because I'd got all of this, all of these thoughts that I just mentioned that was stopping me. So I didn't even see that as a possibility because my imposter syndrome was too big and I had to make like baby steps towards it. If I'd have discovered old Steve Peters when I, you know, right back in the early days, I would have probably got to where I wanted to be a lot quicker. And the reason I wanted to do this episode was you can probably tell I'm massively passionate about this stuff. This, the work of, of Professor Steve Peters underpins all of my work that I do now. So I, I help women um, learn how to sell and get their ideal client and learn how to nurture them and turn them into sales. But underpinning all of that is this mindset work because I've never had a client come to me yet who hasn't had imposter syndrome, who hasn't been held back in their business, thinking small, not playing big enough, not doing what they really want because they've got these fears. They've got this story in their head. They've got this 
stuff programmed into their computer, total lies about themselves and their abilities that stops them from actually doing what they want. It gives me no end of pleasure to help somebody. The first few sessions are always looking at what they want to do. And nine times out of 10, what they end up doing is not what they say they want to do. Because when they first come to me, they're playing small. So it's my job to help them look at what's in that computer and reprogram it. Because there's no point in me telling them how to sell and all the strategies if they're still paralyzed by their imposter syndrome, if they're still held back by these fears, they're never going to create the business they want. They're never going to reach their full potential unless they do all this mindset stuff, which is why I pitch myself as a mindset and sales coach, because to me, the two, they have to go hand in hand. Now, one of the things that Professor Steve Peters um, talks about in the book to overcome all of this is doing a mental warm up. So if you if you think about athletes, you know, sprinters, for example, they don't just jump out of bed, get the trainers on, you know, get a drink, get down to the track and, and run a personal best. They warm up, they stretch their muscles, they, they'll even stretch their mind. You know, they'll think, visualize doing the race. They'll be doing their legs and arms and stretching, do a little bit of running before they start running their race. This is what we need to do as business owners. We need to do a mental warm up every day. So we need to be thinking, okay, how do I want to show up today? Because if we don't do that, we'll just default to what's in that computer. We'll default to, well, I'm not good enough and everybody else is better than me. Because it's so powerful is that is that subconscious mind. So we've got to do a mental warm up. So every morning I will just start, sometimes I write it down. Sometimes I just sit and visualize and I'm just sat quietly, have a cup of tea and I just think, right, how do I want today to look? Who do I want to be? So I do my stretches, if you like, my mental stretches. So I think I want to be, I want to be confident. I want to show up as the expert that I am. And I remind myself of all the clients that I've helped. I might read a couple of testimonials or I might read a case study that I've I've built on one of my clients. And I, I look at how I've helped them. I might look at some messages that they've sent me where they've gone, oh God, Helen, that session was amazing. And you've really helped me. And now I've done X, Y, and Z. Because what that does is we're, re, we're reprogramming that computer so that we don't, uh, well, we will, we will run on autopilot, but the, the thing that fuel it, that's fueling the autopilot are positive things rather than things that are going to hold you back. So what do you want to do? Look at your diary. Like what have you got coming up that might knock your confidence a little bit or might throw you off track a little bit? You might have to do a Facebook live or you might have to ring an awkward client or you might have to do a pitch. You might be doing a presentation that day. Right. How do I want to feel? How do I want to feel about going live that day, talking about my offers? Like normally in my mind, I'm thinking sales is sleazy and I don't want to do it. And I'm worried about fluffing my words and I'm worried about how I look. Right. Well, if that's what I normally perform, how do I want to perform this time? Well, I want to go in there confident. I want to be confidently talking about my stuff. I want to remind myself that I really know my stuff. If I do forget my words, I'm just going to make a joke of it. I'm going to say, oh God, I've, what, where, where were I going with that? Oh yeah, I'm back, back again. I'm going to just say, oh, hang on. Wh where was I with that? Uh, if I do make a fool of myself, I'm just going to laugh it off. I'm going to tell myself that these things happen. If I do make a mistake, 
what am I going to do? Well, I'm just going to tell me, you know, ask myself, did I do my best? Yeah. Uh, do mistakes happen? Yeah. Is it the end of the world? No. And I'm going to move on. Do a mental warm up every day because I promise you, take some practice. It's, you're not going to see results on like day one, but well, you probably will. But the more you practice, the better results that you'll get. But I promise you, if you, if you create a new habit out of this and you do a mental warm up every morning, I promise you, your life will be different. Your whole life will be different. Not just your business. You won't just earn more money. You won't just have more clients. You won't just make more sales. You'll be happier. You'll have more confidence. And that will, that ripple effect, you'll see the impacts in your entire life. You'll show up with your friendship groups differently. You'll show up in your relationships differently. You'll be a better parent. You'll handle conflict better. You'll handle setback better. You'll deal with failures in a totally different way. I promise you by just doing, I mean, it takes me, do it over a cup of tea. How long does it take to drink a cup of tea? 10, 15 minutes. That's all it takes. And I promise you, you'll be richer, like financially richer, but you'll be richer in every other aspect of your life as well. I cannot, I cannot tell you enough how much this will change your life and your imposter syndrome will start to fade away. I promise you it will get lesser and lesser and lesser. Because this stuff really works. It's not my model. It's Professor Steve Peters' model. Read his book, The Chimp Paradox. It will change your life. If you suffer with imposter syndrome, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, and it's holding you back in your business, it'll change everything. Now, once you've given it a go, I'd love to hear from you. I love hearing your stories. I love hearing your feedback. Let me know when you've tried the warm-up for two or three days. Drop me an email. Or come and find me on Instagram. In fact, come and find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out. I don't hang out in my emails. I'm always on Instagram. Come and find me. I am This Is Helen Walker. Just type that into Instagram and you'll find me. And send me a DM. Let me know how this mental warm-up has helped you. Because I promise you it will. And if you're struggling with it, reach out to me. Because there's loads of stuff, loads of advice I can give you. But if you're struggling with it, let me know. I was just about to say, I really hope you found this episode useful, but the only way you'll find this episode useful is if you go and do that mental warm up and you use it because that is going to be the most useful thing you take away today. I promise you. Right. I'm going to go get the kettle on, have a brew and I'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Well, thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Now remember, sales really is simple. It might not feel like it now, but I promise you it will. So go out there, show up, be visible and share your offers with your audience because people need your solutions. They need what you're selling. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode of Sales Made Simple. Have a great week and I'll catch you next time for another episode.